People who have ever hired homeless people with the will work for food signs. What was your experience like? One super cold night over Christmas break a couple of years back, my roommates and I were walking to Taco Bell and saw a homeless man laying in the parking lot. He had a cheap thin blanket so we brought him some food and asked him if he wanted to spend the night inside and he came back and stayed at our house. Via Facebook we helped him find his daughter who he hadn't spoke to in a couple of years. He was able to wish her a Merry Christmas. I spent the night worrying that he would steal everything in the house. When I woke up the blankets were neatly folded and he had left us two pairs of socks and some deodorant. A week later we came home to find that someone had raked all of our leaves for us. Haven't seen him since but I hope he is well. 10 out of 10 would do again. Lovely story, dig the human kindness. I myself could not help someone to that degree allowing them in my home, but that's because I have skepticism and doubts in people's human nature. In college, I got my fraternity to hire a homeless guy I always talked to to do security for our parties. I went to college in a pretty crappy city, and my fraternity never turned people away from our parties, so we sometimes had to worry about gang members wandering in. I actually met a former Latin king who was pretty cool. The school wouldn't provide security since it could be seen as them condoning underage drinking, so I suggested we hire this homeless guy I knew who was always at my go-to Munchies gas station because he had actually helped me out when I almost got mugged once, and knew a lot of the less than savory characters. We told him we just needed him to let us know if there was anyone he knew might cause a problem. Dude was more professional than most bouncers at the bars I've been to. He made everyone that wasn't obviously a student show their neck and wrists for gang tattoos and ran a tight goddamn ship. Our president ended up getting him a bouncer job at a club downtown. That's a little more my speed. Give a man a fish, teach a man a fish, yada yada yada, I'm sure you all know the saying. I was homeless for four years, 15 to 19. One day I applied for a security guard job at the local hospital for a joke. Was punkish at the time. When I showed up, I almost scared the guy off, but he shook it off and asked me to stay for the interview. For the first half hour, he asked me questions one would ask any applicant. After he finished, he looked at me and asked me my story. We sat and talked for close to two hours. I got my stuff and was preparing to leave when he came up to me and told me, cut your hair, take off the piercings and be here on Wednesday. You look like a guy that could use a chance in life. I went back to my hole that night and thought things through. It was August 16th, 2001, and I've been off the streets ever since. Sometimes all we need in life is a chance to prove ourselves. That last bit rings so true, but it's such a shame because I've seen a lot of people squander that opportunity in turn or short-term satisfaction. I once picked up a hitchhiker that was trying to get from Washington to New Mexico when I was camping in Yellowstone. He had family in New Mexico that offered to help him and had a good job lined up. He just had to get there. So we packed him up and took him back to Colorado with us. He stayed on our couch for a week or two and picked up our mess and took care of maintenance I grossly neglected. My roommates and I were in college at the time and partied three to four days a week, so you can imagine the mess. The little money he would get from doing odd jobs for neighbors and such, he would buy food and beer for all of us. One day I had an errand to run about 50 miles closer to his destination but still 300 plus miles from where he needed to be. He came with me and when he got out of the car handed me a letter and said don't read it until I get home then walked through a field straight towards the Rocky Mountains. When I got home we all read the letter and it was the kindest set of words I'd ever received. About a month later we get a call from an area code I don't recognize. It was him. He made it and called us on his first payday at his new gig. He also told us about the remainder of his journey. Turns out he walked and camped a large portion of the way back. I have since moved multiple times and grown up a bit. He's still welcome back whenever he wants, though. I hope all is well, Freddy.
Maybe it's because I watched the first half of Batman Begins till 2 in the morning the other night, but something about that just sounds so cool. He turned away, walked through a field towards the Rocky Mountains. Cool AF. We've hired hundreds of them over the last 20 years, mainly because I'm lazy and I can make more money with my time doing what I do. The only really memorable one was Tavion. Tavion stopped me in our parking lot one Friday morning and said he needed some work and he was willing to do whatever we had. Just the day before, I'd gotten a notice from the city saying the bamboo on our back lot was getting out of hand and we needed to get rid of it. It's a little over an acre, and if you've ever seen how bamboo grows, there were thousands of 20-foot stalks. Told him I'd give him $100 to do it. Gave him a machete and figured I'd never see him or the machete again. Over the course of the day, he cut every damn piece of the bamboo down and had them laid in a couple of huge piles. Paid him his money, thanked him, and told him I'd get my guys to haul it to the dump Monday. He asked me if he could have the big pieces first, and I gladly let him. Came back in Monday morning, and he was back in the lot helping somebody load a monster-sized load of bamboo onto a trailer. He'd spend the weekend cutting all the branches off and trimming it into six-foot-long sections and was selling them all for $350 to a local plant nursery he'd done day labor work for in the past. We talked about it for a few minutes after the truck left and he just kept smiling and saying, there was a hustle in everything, you just had to find it. That is some real good advice from Tavion. In Chile, my father and I parked in a sketchy neighborhood when we went to visit some family. Dad sees a homeless guy and gives him $5 and tells him to watch our car. Later, when we're walking back to our car, we see some guy trying to take our windshield wipers. My dad's about to yell something when our homeless guy comes running like a bum out of hell, punches the guy in the back of the head, and the guy runs off. Homeless dude chases after him, but my dad tells him to calm down. Dad gives him some extra cash and we have dinner with him. 10 out of 10 would hire again. Well, technically, your father hired him. Also, there's something strange about the possessive language in saying, our homeless guy. I tried once. Really just wanted my lawn mowed. Told the guy I'd cook him a meal if he mowed my lawn. All I got was an F.U. He was literally holding a sign that said, we'll work for food. Maybe he really was just looking for money. Maybe because I was 19 at the time, he thought I was messing with him. I guess I'll never know. Unfortunate, but perhaps the man's been burnt too many times. Unsure if he was homeless, but a young man on a bike asked to paint the numbers on my curb for a donation. I was noticing that it was illegible just the other day, so made sense to have it done. He'd done my neighbor's house, and it looked good enough, so I said yes. We chatted a bit. He said he'd been laid off and couldn't find work. I ended up giving him $10 for about 10 minutes of work. He did a really nice job. Two cans of paint, a pack of number stencils, and his positive attitude was a good investment on his part. I well and surely hope things worked out for that guy. Sometimes when you fall on hard times, you might not have a glamorous backup plan or anything like that, but as long as you're making money, as long as you haven't given up and just decided to wallow in your failure, I'd say you still have a chance of picking yourself back up. My parents have a house in Florida they rent out. My dad was down there doing repairs to it when a homeless man on a bike stopped by and asked if my dad needed help. Dad decided to hire him. Alton, the homeless man, helped my dad repaint the house, mow the lawn, and cut out all the overgrown plants. When the house wasn't rented and my family was up north, my dad paid Alton to mow the yard and keep an eye on the place. While working with my dad, Alton asked my dad if he could borrow some money to buy some nice pants and shoes for an interview he had for a job. Dad wasn't sure he could trust him yet, so instead my dad took him out to a store and they went shopping together for these items. Alton got the job as a chef and eventually got himself a room in a house with some other guys. Occasionally, Alton will ask my dad for some emergency money and he always finds a way to pay it back. I find it interesting that 
my dad was so open to work with Alton due to him being both black and poor, those being two types of people my dad can say judgmental things about. Either way, I'm glad it all worked out for Alton. Words and the things people say can certainly give us a good insight into the thoughts and feelings of those around us, but at the end of the day, when an opportunity arises, it is the actions people take that they should be truly judged on. My family gave a man a job around our farm who was homeless. He stayed at a house on our property and worked on various jobs. He was a great guy and just made some mistakes by getting involved in illegal substances. He was a great worker and did a lot of good work. Eventually, sadly, his wife came back into his life and got him back on the junk. He pawned some of our equipment off and left. Either way, they can be great workers, but sometimes there are deeper problems that are reasons they are homeless in the first place. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for a betrayal and This is a pretty damn bad betrayal. Pretty late to this, but hey, I feel good for what I did. I was a shift leader at a Hardee's, Carl's Jr. for you West Coast people, and it was perfectly located near where the homeless and all the skate kids hung out at. Both groups used to come in and harass everyone before I became a shift leader. Once I got to that point, instead of yelling and kicking them out, I decided to sit them down and ask what's going on. Come to find out, many of those teenagers and kids were either living in abusive homes or even homeless. I got the idea to keep the food people mess up and even using my manager meal to feed these poor kids while I could. I became real close with many of them, and to this day keep up on all of them. One in particular used to be in and out of jail a lot. I promised him every time he comes out, I'll buy his first real food. Well, after a while, I moved jobs and got him a job where I worked at. A few months later, helping him out with what I could, he got a place. His girlfriend, who was pregnant at the time, moved in and they are doing great and their baby is adorable. Being able to help and understand so many of those kids now really changed my view on so many kids and why they act the way they do. I really have nothing else to say except good job. I'm, I'm, a lot of these stories have been a lot more positive than I was expecting and I have very little to say after a certain point. A homeless guy came by my house when I wasn't home and asked my roommate if he could pick up the sticks in the yard. My roommate gave him some money and the guy left without doing anything. A few weeks later, the guy came by when I was home, but my roommate was out. He started telling me I owed him money for cleaning up my yard. I had never seen him before, so I told him to get the hell off my property before I busted his head open. He left and then came back, broke into my house a few days later and stole the guitar I'd had since I was a kid. Heartwarming? No. Well, great googly moogly, is the latter half of the video going to be about how people shouldn't be too naive? I hired a homeless guy years ago when I was a construction superintendent building condos, Frank. He was a super hard worker, always showed up on time, usually before me, waiting at the job site. Frank was a former high school football star and was ridiculously strong, so anything that required brute force was Frank's domain. He also already had a lot of construction experience, so he didn't need to be supervised very much. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow The Reslayer's Take wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts. I got to like Frank a lot. Everyone did. He was a very emotional and passionate guy. He had no problem crying, even at an inappropriate time. But that's what we loved about him. He was just very genuine. But like many homeless people, sadly, he had a drinking problem, and I suspect some illegal substance problems as well. I never knew for sure. I knew he was a drunk, though. I also didn't really care because, like I said, he showed up for work on time and he kicked butt at it. Anyway, since I was young and naive at the time, I took a big chance on Frank. I bought him an old pickup truck for $2,500. He had recently roomed up with this Jamaican guy who seemed okay and had a place to stay. So I figured if I gave him a truck, it might be enough to push start him into a stable life. He had no driver's license, so I told him we would work to get that taken care of. But only Jamaica could drive for now. He called his Jamaican roommate Jamaica. Well, a week later, he gets arrested for driving without a license and the car gets impounded. I was furious. I cussed him out. He cried. I paid to get the truck out of the impound lot and gave it to another friend who needed a car and he basically did the same crap. Didn't get his license, didn't take care of legal issues he had, so let the truck just sit at his house for six months. I eventually just sold the truck on Craigslist. Interestingly, I ran into Frank a few years ago and he told me he was taking classes in community college and has a place to stay, so I was happy to hear that. But the lesson is, don't be naive. I hope Frank's doing okay, but you can get burned by being too nice. Some people just aren't ready to fix their own lives, and you can't force it. Yep, that last little bit, literally the most important part. I know it seems like I'm being a pessimistic little B-word, but remember that. No joke, I hired a guy to help clean our house barn. He showed up every day and worked his butt off for months. I noticed this guy had old beaten up glasses and looked like they were four inches thick and when he took them off he was absurdly blind. I asked him when he had last seen an eye doctor and it had been over two decades. I told him if he continued to save his money for a future studio apartment, I would buy him new glasses. The day finally came when he had saved a thousand bucks and I honored my word and bought him some new glasses and it came out to about 400 bucks and he literally started crying 
crying when he first put them on because he could see so much better. A few months after that, money started disappearing from the office. This barn was easy to break into if you were skinny because you could slide in under the metal gate just barely enough to get inside. After working with the police, we set up a floor mat that automatically calls the police when it's stepped on. That night, I showed up to the barn with all the police lights illuminating it. Inside the barn, unable to sneak back out of the crack under the metal gateway, was Leroy. When he was arrested, he was drunk and in possession of a pipe for smoking illegal substances. I saw him a few more times on the street, and it broke my heart. These are already getting quite depressing, but it does vary things up a little bit. I mentioned it earlier, but sometimes people give up long-term, real opportunities for work or even friendship in exchange for their baser, more quick-relief habits. And if you ever find yourself in that situation, you've got to be able to make the decision on what is better for you and stick with it, as hard as it might be. Once when I was a kid, my dad and I were parking on a moderately sketchy Manhattan street around 8 at night to go to a restaurant. At the time, my dad drove a Lincoln Navigator, and when he parked it, this homeless guy immediately started chatting him up the second we took a step onto the sidewalk. I remember him telling my dad that he'd watch his car for 20 bucks and make sure nobody messed with it while we were eating. My dad gave him the 20 bucks, and while we were eating, I asked him why, and he told me, because if I didn't give him the 20 bucks, he would have slashed my tires himself. When we got out, the dude was still standing there by the car, and well, it was fine. You know what, if that was his true intention, smart homeless man and even smarter father for knowing that that's probably his true intention. I was in my front yard and a man came up to me and asked if I had any work. He said he needed $9 so he could catch a bus to Tennessee to go live with his sister. He said he hadn't eaten in three days. He had caught his wife cheating and she threw him out on the streets. I had a couple small odd jobs and he did them. I gave him a bag of food, $20 and a story. Many years ago, after a train trip from Ohio to New York City, I realized I didn't have enough money to get home, to Connecticut. I was jokingly telling the couple that I had been sitting with on the train my woes. The man pulls out his wallet and hands me a $20 bill to tell me to pay it forward someday. The homeless man was in tears, gave me a hug, thanked me, and promised me he would. I hope he is okay. Well, at the end of the day, that's the best you can hope for, that in doing a good deed for someone, they'll keep that good deed in their heart and mind, remember it forever, and hopefully treat people as kindly as you treated them, or, you know, at least maybe change their ways if maybe they weren't as good a person when you met them. This doesn't directly answer the question, but I thought I'd contribute. It's not really much about how good or bad the homeless guy was, but more about how he affected me. I'm not a very good storyteller, but if you want to read on, please do. I was never truly homeless, but I sort of put myself in a situation a few years back. But this is not a story about me, it's a story about my dear friend. We'll call him Sean. I have an advanced education and at the time had decent prospects of a job. I wanted to start my own business, so on a very big opportunity, I started a business, got a warehouse, office equipment, and all that. The promising line fell through, so I went to business plan B. Anyways, my ex is equally educated and stuff, but she didn't want to work to support me while I got my business taking off. Some other personal issues as well, but that is the gist of it. Anyways, we separated, and with a little bit of savings, I ended up living in the warehouse. I did get divorced eventually, since I was on plan B instead of money rolling in. I had to fight tooth and nail to make sales one by one. The business eventually grew and it wasn't doing that bad, but in the beginning it was a dark period of my life for many reasons. Divorce and being very poor was one thing, but one of my parents was diagnosed with an illness just before the split as well. Because of my immigration status, I couldn't really go to see her and I hadn't seen her in a few years. I used to think of some dark, dark things every day for a long time, but a few things kept me going. Grit, 
determination, and I told myself I had to survive to go and see my parents again. But another thing was my friend, Sean. My land manager, a really, really nice guy that put up with me living in an industrial neighborhood, hires guys in bad situations to help around here and there, ex-cons, homeless guys, etc. To be honest, from what I can tell, a bunch of them were pieces of crap, but not Sean. He lived in a warehouse on the other side of the street. I was in a bad shell where the only time I'd go out and meet other people was to get drunk. Sean helped me get out of this rut. Sean was much older than me, in his late fifties. I was in my mid-twenties. He was a straight-up alcoholic. Sean moaned, was relatively sour, and kinda did bare minimum at work, but boy did he know how to fix things. I hired him to do some work around my shop, even though I didn't really have much money. He always did a good job. He would come over unannounced or knock on my door when I was still sleeping at like 2pm. It was exactly sort of the intervention and interaction I needed. He'd tell me about his divorce and about how he was heartbroken, but how time passes and heals most wounds. He'd also tell me about his folks passing when I was talking about my parent. He sucked at cooking and made really unhealthy stuff, but he'd always bring over food if he made some. Eventually, it got to the point where whenever I felt extremely bad, I'd go over and have a beer or two. Shoot the breeze, listen to his stories of his wild youth, look at some cool memorabilia he collected, pictures of old muscle cars, drag cars he worked on, etc. When it came to working on cars and motorcycles, I had a couple of clunkers. He'd just help me for free. I tried to help back by helping him keep down his alcohol intake and listen to him vent when he wasn't drinking. Of course, gave him jobs whenever I needed it and could afford to hire someone. Anyways, we came from extremely different backgrounds, especially since I was largely a kid who grew up in a good family who was pushed to get all the education I can get. Him, on the other hand, had just recently been homeless and living as a bum. In some strange ways, he became my best friend for that year. I grew the business but pulled myself out of the situation. It was no longer worth my time to hang on to this past dream and left for a job interview on a project that I'd get paid handsomely. On the way back, I called him back to check up on him and he told me he was just moaning about his pains again. The years had been very hard on his body and he didn't really take care of himself, so he was always complaining about one thing or another. I just made sure someone in the area knew about it and was checking in on him and didn't think much of that. Anyways, that was the last time I ever spoke to him. He passed away while I was making a cross-country drive back to the city. My good friend Sean came in and out of my life just as he had lived his life. I still kept this Christmas card he wrote me one year. It reminds me to be thankful, for he was there during the lowest points of my life. And to everyone else, you never know who will come in and out of your life to help you move on. That is absolutely the best and my favorite story on this topic. They cultivated a relationship, acknowledged each other's flaws, became friends, they trusted each other, had each other's back, talked about their issues and whatnot, and... It's super tragic that his friend died, but at the end of the day, this dude, Sean, obviously left a really lasting, positive impression on him that gave him hope, and you know what? That's... If you've got no hope for yourself, well, God, why not try and cultivate hope for other people? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Linked in the description below.